sometimes it's really about a deep of faith. You know, if you think and you believe in something, you might not have all the answers. You know, it might not turn out the way you want it to. But rather than five to ten years later look back to say, should I have done that? Take that leap of faith and just see how it goes. Hi, welcome to another episode of On My Own Terms podcast. My name is John Lim and I'm the host. In this podcast, I speak with the unconventional career changers and risk-takers who took the roads less traveled. Here I discover the why and the how of the journeys and deep dive into how they navigate their careers and lives on their own terms. If you have ever felt nervous, jaded, or are currently languishing at your career or life, this podcast is for you. You're listening to the Abridged episode. The longer or full conversation is on the following episode. I hope you get to enjoy this episode. Consider subscribing or following this podcast wherever you're listening or watching from. As you listen to this episode, think of a family member, friend, or colleague who you think will benefit from this episode's content and kindly share this podcast with him or her. Now back to the podcast. Maybe before I start, I just want to preface a little, just so that you know your audience will, will understand that uh, I wouldn't call myself or my story a success story. And I just want to make that uh, very clear to everybody. But it doesn't mean that um, I'm a failure. I feel like I'm one of those that, even though tried something, didn't succeed at it, but I'm still around, you know, I'm still okay. So I think that's important to do for, for your audience to understand as well that it doesn't mean that, you know, if you try something, if you don't doesn't work out the way you want it to, you'll be viewed as a failure because like right now, I think we had a previous conversations about counting our blessings. Like, you know, I still have a job, I know, my, my family, family is healthy. So uh, I think it's important for, for your audience to understand, you know, not everything might work out, but things will still be okay, you know, if, as long as you, as you make the effort. So with that, maybe I'll just talk you through about my, my journey with Singapore Airlines. Bear with me a little, it's going to be a little bit lengthy because I was there for about eight and a half years. It was maybe about three or four months after I moved to LA when there were a few weekends I was just, you know, having a coffee, just enjoying my, just reading a book. But there was this nagging thought that crept up on me, which is that, you know, you've been in Bali, you've been in Houston, now you're in LA, been away from Singapore for maybe five to six years. Uh, I'm in my mid-30s already at all early 30s already at that time. Is this something that I see myself doing for, for a longer term? So I think that was when it first started. It was just a nagging, nagging thought. It wasn't anything like, you know, something bad at what happened, you know, that got me to, to think about it this way. But it was just one of those things that came up. And I, I'm not sure about your, you know, your audience or even yourself, but initially I, I classified it as like a midlife crisis. I, I don't know whether I was, I was exaggerating, but uh, you know, early 30s, I thought, oh yeah, maybe this is what midlife crisis feels like. I didn't really think too much about it, try not to overthink it. You know? It was there, I thought about it, but I carry on. Um, so for about the next six months, uh, I continued to do my work, you know, enjoy my time there. But every now and then, you know, you keep having this thought. Sometimes it comes up in the smallest little things, you know, like um, you have a conversation with a friend, you hear about what they're doing, or you talk to family, you hear about developments going on in Singapore. Somehow you, you tie it back to, you know, that, that thought that you have that, oh, you know, that's quite interesting. Uh, you know, do I want to try that out? So, so these are some of the small little questions that came to my mind. But I, I think the more I thought about it, the more I, I realized that I needed to look at things very holistically. Professionally, there might be a lot of things that you want to do with your life. But 
But I think as all of you will know, life itself is not just about work. You know, I, I don't have a, a, a terrible job. You know, I, I enjoy my job. I had um, a good hang on, hang on. You, you had a dream supportive job. Supportive boss. Okay, yeah. Dennis. You had a dream job, okay? <laughs> and, and I want to put it in context, yeah. right? Because you were single and uh, I think late 20s, you, you joined Singapore's best airlines or best airlines in the world. Uh, and you got to travel, yeah. uh, be based overseas to Bali, to Houston and to US, I mean to, to LA. And all this, you grew, right? Uh, career-wise and also yeah. as a person, you grew through your job, right? You had to do different things, things that you yeah. Didn't learn from school, chances, these opportunities that you probably wouldn't get if you were based in Singapore office, uh, for example. So, in my opinion, at this point in time uh, in your career, I just thought you had the dream job. Not many people at that stage of life could experience those things that you were experiencing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't disagree. And and you're right. You know, maybe, maybe I should have been a little bit more grateful in a sense uh, that it was, in a way, a dream job to a lot of people. And I, I really had no complaints, you know, to be very honest, at work. Uh, and that was why I think it took me a long time to think this through a lot of these issues. And I think if it would have been different, of course, if uh, there were, you know, nastiness at work, a lot of unhappy experience, maybe there would be a, a larger push factor. So personally for me, there wasn't any push factor for me all the while. It was maybe more of a pull factor, but even then it was, you know, a light pull. It wasn't like a really strong somebody pulling me to come back to Singapore. So that's why I think it took me a very long time to actually crystallize this thought. I kept asking myself if I really wanted to continue working in a a corporate business. I think that was something that I questioned myself a fair bit. Uh, I I wanted to understand and really think through whether I see purpose in it. I, I think purpose was one word that really kept coming up to me, you know. I want to find purpose in the things that I do at this stage of my life. So do I see that in my current role? And can I see myself achieving or getting that sense of purpose if I carry on in my role? So I think that was one of the key themes that kept recurring to me. Purpose, that was something that was very important to me. Uh, In terms of alternative, I think that's where I, I sort of started thinking as well. You know, like if I can't find purpose in a corporate job, where else can I find purpose in? what kind of roles. And uh, that started to get me to just on and off um, on the, my, in my own digital time, just read a little bit more about different industries. I think that is a very pragmatic approach to take. And I think most people who have chosen that, but for me, I felt like that was a little bit of a safe option. It's just still within my comfort zone, you know. I might not choose to to actively push myself to go and try a different industry if I took that route. Because, you know, you have the safety of, I have a job, you know, I'm close to my family. Without a real strong pull factor, I might not push myself to take that leap. I had to really cut the cord in that sense and really put myself in a very uncomfortable position. And when I'm in that position, then I'll be pushed to try to pursue what I might really want to pursue. So that was why I actually, at the end of the day, chose not to go with that option. I'm just digging into right. your brains, right, and to and so your experience to like find out um, what makes a good leader tick. Right. Uh, I think people our age, uh, we would have encountered a few bosses, and probably we have managed teams. And I think, to me, my personal thing is that it's management, it's always uh, or leadership, it's always uh, art and a science. And uh, yep. yeah, I just wanted to dig in your brains about like um, what makes a good leader. And I would say that from there, I think it's a two-way street, right? You must have demonstrated your abilities uh, through other tasks that allows him to feel more comfortable 
to let you take risks. And he probably felt that, he probably also know from your personality, right? Because you have all this like off work conversations, lunch and, and yeah. dinner probably, um, that he also got to know you as a person beyond just uh, as employee. And right. he probably also knows what would uh, motivate you, what would drive you at your work. So I think, but I yep. must say that not every leader, not every manager takes that initiative to want to have an outside work relationship with the employees. The interviewers were a little bit surprised or couldn't really understand was why I wanted to take a break after I left my previous role. So I, I think a lot of them sh struggled to understand why I left my previous job without securing another job already. And I was prepared to do something like that. And um, frustratingly for me, it took... A, took me a fair amount of time in, in those interviews to actually mm. explain this part of things mm. rather than, you know, talk about how I feel I can really contribute to the role, which I mean, personally for me, it was frustration because I don't think it really mattered why I left a previous role without another job. I think if you ask me, when I interview a candidate, I'll be more interested in how he can contribute to the role. But, but that's just my perspective, to be fair. And I have no regrets about taking that leap of faith because like you said, if you don't do it, you really never know. I wouldn't have learned that, you know, maybe I needed more experience in this field or um, I should have framed my, my, my reasons for leaving a little bit differently. So all of these are learning experiences, which I, I think I would never have experienced if I didn't take that leap. So if you're thinking about something similar, you know, make sure you have the, you, you are aligned in terms uh, of the decision that you make with your family. I think that's very important. You need that family uh, support to take this leap of faith. And once you have that, you know, if you feel that confident enough that um, you're able to, to get by without a job or, you know, or face, or you're prepared to face rejection, take that leap of faith, really. Just take, I, I always say it's a leap of faith because I, I, I strongly believe it after having done it. It's a, it's a bit of a jump into the unknown, but you have to be brave like, and I think one thing that I would recommend is be willing to step out of the comfort zone. It's very easy to stay in a comfortable place and, and just daydream about you know what it might be like. But once you are out of that comfort zone, you are forced to take action. And that's where you, you learn more about yourself and you learn more about what you want to do. To me, yeah, I define success differently. And I think everyone should also take, rethink about their own uh, definition of success. And I I couldn't be more proud of you, you know, of what you did, to be honest with you. And, and, and it doesn't matter where you end up in the end. Of course, you would have wanted at a point in time, you really wanted to land something in social work or social uh, uh, in enterprise sector. You didn't get it, but so what, you know? And I think that was a good lesson you learned. Yeah, sorry, you, you want to say something? No, no, I think, I think you're right, you know, about the definition of success. And, and I think it's probably a question that you, is for your audience as well, you know, to really think about what their definition of success would be. It doesn't have to be what everybody else's definition is. Like you say, you know, you, you view my whole experience as a success because of certain things. Um, somebody else might, might look at, I hear my story and say, no, nah, no, this guy is not successful at all because he blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's really, you know, to think about what your definition, your own definition is rather than just take what everybody else is saying as the definition of success. Yeah. Hi, this is John. I hope you've enjoyed this abridged episode. If you're keen to listen to the longer or full conversation where the guest and I talk about so much more, do check out the following episode.
If you're enjoying this podcast so far, kindly do us a big favor by subscribing and following the podcast wherever you're listening or watching this from. Kindly review and share this podcast if you have found any of the episodes helpful. Lastly, I invite you to share with us your comments and feedback on this podcast. Let us know how we can do better. You can direct message me on LinkedIn. My profile is johnlimcy or email johnlimcy at gmail.com. I will read and reply every one of your emails. Till then, speak soon.